Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 36 of the Two on Three podcast, uh, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. You should follow us at Two on Three Pod on Twitter and send us an email if you know the address. I am Chris, and you can find me at CD Villasenor on Twitter, and with me is Ty. I'm here to sing you all the boy band songs you would ever love to hear. Oh my gosh! There should be so much singing on this episode. This is this this is going to be okay. So we're doing this backwards a little bit. Like last week, we talked about spinoffs, but we thought we got into such a conversation about the actual bands that they were in that we thought, why we need to cover it, and we decided we're going to cover boy bands this week because we love the boy bands. So we're going to avoid we're going to review the boy bands basically of our lifetime. You know we've. We've got some golden eras in the past 35 years, so my apologies to the Motown era, which gave us a ton of great singing groups, but we're going to blow by them. <laughs> yeah, we're starting and, roughly like 1980. Right. Well, not even, I think, really, it's about, it starts about New Kids on the Block, which is the mid-80s, mid to late right. 80s somewhere. We got a new edition on the list, and they're before that. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, right. All right. So, um, and then we're going to go into sort of what makes them special. Did they produce a breakout star, their greatest hit? Which someone's going to have to sing their greatest hit. <laughs> it's going to be one of us. <laughs> and, um, and and my big apologies to the giant like K-pop mega groups like Big Bang that have like 15 people in them. Can you have 15 people in a boy band? I don't even know what they're doing over there in Korea. I feel like at that point you're just a gymnastics troupe. <laughs> it's something. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, but, you're just like yeah. a singing gymnastics troupe. Yeah, so what is a boy band? So we're going to set up the basic rules. Um, basically three or more people. Yeah. Five is the best number. Correct. Yeah. So sorry, Milla Vanilli. Um, although they probably qualify in some exception, but we're going to leave them off. I wish um, I knew off to, off the, offhand which episode to direct you at for our Milli Vanilli t- uh, deep look dive. In the, look, in the, uh, look, at, look in the list. You can find the Milli Vanilli deep dive. Um, well, they're mostly focused on singing, although I did make a special gr- uh, I made a special exemption for some instrument-playing boy bands. Um, and, you know, you have to be attractive-ish, anyway. I don't know if that's actually the... I think think today, in this day and age, you have to be more attractive. You didn't have to be so attractive in the the early, in the late 80s, early 90s. You could be kind of... I actually think you only need, like, one good, one actually good-looking dude, and maybe two almost good-looking guys, and then as long as everyone else is clean and (laughs) well-dressed, it just works itself out. The number five is important, because... If you've listened to the podcast before, I have talked about what makes great super teams. And a great super team, you have to have five people. And boy bands is very similar. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of similarities here to dovetail into. You have to have the leader. You have to have the brain. You have to have the muscle. You have to have the heart. You have to have the wild card. And this is a very important model because it shows up again and again and again. And if you can't remember what, what elements you need, just remember Captain Planet. Earth, <laughs> fire, wind, water, and heart. There you go. Go planet. It's all, it's all in there. Faux show. And you know, it is, uh, it's episode seven that we got into Millie Vanilli. So oh. I sort of recommend that you go listen to that, but also it was episode seven. So, you know, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> you, should, you should check it out. Okay, so... Starting with, uh, we're just going to jump in. It's like the mega pod in that we usually have three segments today. It's just one big segment where we talk boy bands, and I hopefully everyone has boy band experience. I don't care who you are. 
Yeah, don't I lie. don't care what kind of a rock, you know, what kind of rock bona fides you have or whatever. You love some boy band music. So you listen everyone to has it. one song that they love. <laughs> at least. At I'm going to say it's more. Probably. But, but you'll have to, you can admit to at least one. And here is a safe place. We're, we're in the trusting tree. We're in a nest <laughs> in the tree of trust here. You can love boy band music and it's fine with us. We're two middle-aged guys, and we're about to tell you how much we love boy band music. So don't be shy. <laughs> don't be don't be crappy, and don't be the and don't be the uh, guy who wears like Led Zeppelin T-shirts when you take your kids to the boy band shows, because no one's fo- fooled by that. No. Look, there's going to be tracks. We're going to discuss them. I highly rec- recommend you go look them out. If I could get the rights, I'd mix them in, but that's not going to happen. So <laughs> just listen. Go look them up. Re- relive your youth. Remember the songs. Remember being out with your girlfriends I mean, and boyfriends and uh, being like, friend, that's my friend. jam. We got to dance because <laughs> that's what we're going to talk about tonight. And believe me, I did a huge deep dive over the weekend into YouTube and uncovered some just amazing stuff. So Amazing. how do you want to break this out? You sort of want to, do you want to deep dive into the giants, the Titans We're gonna, of the, of the uh, genre? I think we should start. Let's just start with the, let's, we'll go. We'll, let's just start with the big guns. Let's, let's lead with the big guns. All right. You don't want to, you don't want to start honorable mention and work our way up. To no, the good no, shit. no, we're, no, no. We're going to go. We're going to go. We're going to start with the big guys. All right. All right. The Titans, of, the Titans of the boy band industry. I'm going to start us off with new kids on the block. All right, so I'm going to go right off the bat and tell you this group is wildly overrated. Wildly. And, and Willie really only deserve credit for stealing New Edition's gimmick and making it palatable for white America. So well, here we are, you... talking about white people again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the same thing the Osmonds did to the Jackson 5, right? Correct. You know, it's like, so the new kids are wildly overrated. They are wildly overrated, but they are without... When I was in 1988, you could not get away from the new kids. They were, Correct. they were everywhere. They had, they had, I mean, I'm not too embarrassed by their look too. Cause I, I watched a handful of their videos and they don't have anything to really be ashamed of in terms no. of how they presented themselves. No. They were okay. They, they worked hard at being decent dancers, even it's, though they probably weren't. No, it's not great. And their songs were mostly, un, mostly forgettable. Yeah. Right. Well, but, as part of this exercise, one of the things I did is I went through and I, I decided I was going to select at least the best, my in my opinion, the best song from each band. Okay. What do you have for the best new kids? I song? struggled with this because <laughs> there aren't that many to choose from. And what I ended up with is you got it, the right stuff. Okay. I liked Step by Step. Step by Step is whack. <laughs> step by Step <laughs> is good. The bridge is horrible. It's <laughs> Yeah, is awful. Step but by step is the beginning of the end for the group. <laughs> I, I I like step by step. Ooh, baby. <laughs> I also picked an underrated song, most underrated oh, yeah. song for each group. Oh yeah, what was what and, was their underrated song? I didn't and, do this part. You go ahead. And I'd That's say uh, I got creative. <laughs> I, I like went it. for uh, "Didn't I Blow Your Mind" this time, mm. which is frankly not really even worth mentioning because it's a cover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's an old Delphonic it. song, so speaking yeah. of Motown. All right. Well, that's so see, we don't even spend any time on these guys. All right. We'll blow them off. I, who's our full, who would you say you are we are we still having this discussion about who's the most famous member? I I come to the conclusion yeah, that, that even though I think it's Donnie. He gets he gets Wahlberg, he gets some Wahlberg synergy and yeah. he's been he's a he's a notable name. The other people, if I told you 
the other people, you would be like, who? I don't know. Well, I remember Jordan. Obviously, we talked about Jordan Knight last week for a sure. moment. Um, Joey, obviously, being the heartthrob with a thyroid condition. Sure. <laughs> and then uh, I, Jonathan? Jordan's brother, Jonathan. Yes. And then the other guy. <laughs> exactly. I don't even know his name. Donnie is definitely the most famous. Danny. Pro- Danny. Dan- oh, Danny. Okay. There we go. Was he, yes. It wasn't Danny Wahlberg, huh? No. <laughs> Unfortunately for him. It was some other... I don't know. I can't pull a last name for you. No. But they were... But Somebody they had. But they had the five... There were five of them, and they, they met the imprint. They met the thing. They, they met the model. And... I, I think at that time though there was a there was a a real low point there was a real, like a dearth of of acts for teenage girls at that time because it was the metal years and they stu- they they just happened to grab the right amount of attention at the right so time. What I remember about this period in music is I was listening to a lot of like other pop, um, a lot of like there was Janet and and Michael and Paula sure. Abdul at the time. Um, new edition and yeah this they, they definitely rammed this down our throats i just they remember being did. really like bitter <laughs> like fourth and fifth grade about these shitheads that were capturing all the girls attention <laughs> well then let's jump into new edition because they're that. the because they deserve uh, let's put some respect on their name yeah for sure and i mean that ralph tresvant like young voice is impossible like yeah. <laughs> what is, where does that thing come from are we talking about Candy Girl? <laughs> We're talking about all the Ralph Tresvant, like, before he was 20 years old vocals are all <laughs> ridiculous. I have no idea that singing voice comes from. It's, it's like, impossibly high, and it's awesome. But Candy Girl is a terrific... I put Candy Girl down as my, as my, as my favorite uh, New Edition song. I couldn't pick one, to be honest. I mean, I, my thoughts on New Edition were that their, st- their songs really stand the test of time, and I don't know if that's just nostalgia for me, but like you could put on at any party I'm at right now today, any one of Cool It Now, If It Isn't Love, or Candy Girl, and as far as uh, I'm concerned, I'm on the dance floor. Telephone Man. That's right, Telephone Man. My favorite thing about New Edition is that they voted Bobby at, Bobby Brown out like it was Survivor. Like, you gotta go, Bob. We don't. We hate you. Bob, Bob is the most famous of the, and maybe for all good and bad reasons, but he's got to be the most famous of the New Editions. And, I mean, he's the man who killed Whitney Houston. So let's be, uh, <laughs> let's be clear about his place in history. I said as much on the internet last week, so I can't really. Yeah, but, but. Every little step is always welcome. That Correct. video is so good. Yes. It's still awesome. It's still it's still jaw-droppingly awesome. You Don't watch be that. cruel. I mean, Don't be cruel is great. Terrific. My prerogative is pretty good. Terrific, terrific, terrific pop act, horrible guy. Yeah. Terrible guy. I remember a period of time though where Johnny Gill was as famous as Bobby Brown. For like, a, like a he maybe he maybe just sort of tangentially touched that fame and then went away. Yeah, pretty much. But he couldn't sustain a. I mean, Bobby had a lot of things going for him in terms of sustaining his reality star type fame. Well, not to derail us, but neither one of those guys was Al. Be sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> just throw it out there. <laughs> All right, let's. I'm going to jump into the next. I'm going to put. I put boys to men in our tier one. Yeah. I was, I think that I th- they were different, right? They were they not, were a little more R and B focused. They were, and they were they were truly a singing group. Yes, and they were though somewhat derivative. I mean, they are named after a new edition track. 
Boys yeah. to Men is a new edition song. Well, he's they're they they were discovered by Michael Bivens, right? right? Michael Bivens is the guy who put them on the map. So while that I sort of struggle with their tier two ness, they had super hits. Yeah, my Boys to Men, ABC, BBD, the Beast, the East Coast Family. <laughs> we're gonna get to some of the East Coast <laughs> Family as we move through, but I definitely think they. And and I tell you what, I only remember like Wanya Morris. I don't even know the names of the other guys. I don't either. Like, it's too bad. So, I had a really hard time picking their best song. I put End of the Road on. I also put End of the Road. <laughs> I think it's the best one. <laughs> My favorite. And then, of course, the best part is they're all that singing. And then, of course, there's the, the deep voice. Oh, oh yes. Yes. Yeah. It's I, sad, I, like 20 years of jokes out of this guy talking <laughs> for 10 seconds on the track. I... I I was hey, struggling between <laughs> End of the Road and I'll Make Love to You. I'll Make Love to You is a terrific song. Um, my other one for me was honorable mention was It's So Hard to Say Goodbye to Yesterday. Yeah. That was the, and when I, I think I must have been in seventh grade. Girls be crying on the dance floor. Like at the, sure. At the, the seventh grade dance, girls are crying. It's so I can't hard imagine, to say goodbye to yesterday. I can't imagine if you were graduating senior in high school the year that came out. You must have just been a puddled mess of like, you just be like, oh, I can't believe our lives are. It's like it's always funny that I don't I don't want to belittle people who are you know graduating high school and feeling that emotion because I think it's real. <laughs> but it's funny to look back and think to yourself how emotional people could be at that time. Oh I yeah, but you know. They're kids. Let them have their. Uh, let them have I their mean, moments. the brain chemistry is whacked the fuck out. Nobody has any <laughs> control over anything. And you've got all this sort of idealism like running through your yeah. head. It's it's a it's a beautiful thing. I don't want to make fun of them, but it is kind of funny to look back. And, and think, I'll take with me, me the, the memories. memories. <laughs> <laughs> Be my sunshine. All right, we gotta stop. <laughs> I love that song. It's I was gonna song. like. I was gonna sing the whole damn thing. All right. Boys to Men, Tier One. Oh wait, here we go. Here are the here are the two big. Here are I consider the two. Well, two of the there were three. I'm this gonna is go gold, the, silver, bronze right here. These gold, three silver, we're about to talk about. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna first go with what I might consider the bronze medal of One D, One Direction. Uh, I agree. One Direction, Man, or as you love to call them, Wand Erection. <laughs> the Wand <laughs> Erection. I mean, wow. I mean, they. This is the band that gave us. This is social media's band, right? This is the one happens when you get the right kids on a reality show and girls essentially have Twitter and they made 1D happen. It just it's just a, it's a modern phenomena of fame that these five guys and they had great production. I mean their their songs are made for the most part by real musicians. It has sort of a it's a boy band, but has a sort of an anti-boy band kind of thing to it. Sure. And, um, it's definitely know. got a pop rock lean, a lot of the singles. Well, and right. then there's a lot of slower material. Right. Going through their catalog, what I realized was I felt like their success was at least partially because of the pop vacuum at the time. Um, I think that you see that now it's sort of the, the market's kind of flooded and they all have their individual careers and they're sort of indistinguishable. Sure. Other than what like Harry's doing, which is totally different than what everybody else is doing, mm-hmm. um, but I, so what I came away with was like they had four albums, which is kind of a rarity in these groups that we're talking about to get to four albums. wasn't very common, um, and I just felt like the singles catalog was kind of weak. Like there's two or three really high points, two, three, maybe even four really high points, but 
for four albums worth of material where they're releasing three, four songs off of every record, I didn't like a lot of them were not memorable for me. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, Oh, right. Okay. Now I kind of remember this song, but it wasn't indelible. And again, this kind of came after the fact for us. So I know you're a little, you're a little closer to it. How do you feel? Really close to the one D catalog. (laughs) Um, as it was played in my house, it still gets played a lot. I mean, I hear it echoing through the, the house on a regular, on a regular basis. So, um, the, uh, I would say that the best the best post one D collection I like is the Louis Tomlinson stuff. The See, that's Tom- the thing is, I don't even know which songs are which. Like I know right. all all the songs by all all the guys. Like uh-huh. I, I I've heard every single one of those songs. Sure. No idea who sings which ones. All right. Well, anyway, let me tell you the Louis Tomlinson <laughs> hits post one D are all the best ones. So, um, and as far as my favorite track, my favorite track is is. A deep cut. Oh, <laughs> weird. There's, a, there's one called "She's Not Afraid," and it's okay. a, it's their best. It's their best. It's the it's the best cut, and no one's ever, no one's heard it. I deep track. So I see. I deep track the one D. I can't deep track the Pearl Jam. <laughs> That's a little embarrassing, but I've admitted to it on the internet. <laughs> All right. All right. I, here uh, come the, well, oh. hold on. I got a best song. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's <laughs> just moving on. I'm moving on. What do you know? What do well, you know my, about One Direction? <laughs> not not nearly as much as you, that's for sure. Um, I think the best song is What Makes You Beautiful. Yeah. Um, a happy-go-lucky happy yeah. tune. It's just, it's very, it's like the NSYNC. It back is. Back before the, or after the NSYNC. And all all the big One Direction songs all have like a hook that they borrowed from something. And I love the fact that uh, What Makes You Beautiful is Summer Lovin' from Greece. Sure, yeah. It's exactly the dun, opening. Dun, 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 yeah. <laughs> Summer loving. Yeah, it totally is. It is. Wow, that's just... They, they have to settle a lawsuit? I don't think I ever no. thought about it that way. No, they haven't settled any lawsuits because people aren't paying attention. Honorable mention, best song ever. That's the name of the track. Yes, it is the best song ever. It's pretty good. It's a good song. All right, here we go. Here are the two. Here Now, this is this is where it gets a little tricky. No, it doesn't. Really? It's not. Silver it's, it's metal. Clear-cut. Silver metal. Silver metal is in sync. Yes, it's clear cut. All right. Just as from group success, like I mean, the problem with in sync, honestly, is they're, they're at this point completely overshadowed by Justin Timberlake's solo career. Right. Like, not only did he split off and have more success, but he buried like, them and threw dirt on them. Here's the thing: is I came under so I when I, I with the with these two bands with these two I almost said bands with these two groups. Uh, I tried to go a little deeper on the, the, the catalog, try to like pick an underrated song and maybe like a weird moment I came across, like just stuff that like really caught my eye. And with Sync, the underrated song I came up with was Gone, which I just assumed for years was a Justin Timberlake song. <laughs> but it's not. It's, no. It's an, it's an Sync. It's the first time you see like sort of the, the contemporary version of Timberlake. He's in the sleeve of the shirt. He's now he's got the, the cross tattoo on his arm. He's, you know, it's black and white. It's just, it's, it, it it might as well have been a, a record or a track off of uh, his first solo record. I'd like I'd like props for on the uh, on the uh, on the Google sheet that I wrote, all caps and and then and then asterisk sync. <laughs> oh, do, do you know there's a whole bunch of like acceptable like AP <laughs> AP manual style versions of their name? <laughs> you can use like an apostrophe before the N. That's okay. What? Yeah. Uh, wow. Sometimes yeah, the N is the only capital. But actually, you, you did the right thing. Do you know why they're called NSYNC? No. 
So it's the worst name ever because it's because their names were Justin, Chris, <laughs> Joey, <laughs> and then Jason. Who? Oh, Jason. yeah, exactly. And all then right. uh, JC. So it's the last letter of all their first names. Jason quit the band because he wasn't interested in being a teen idol. <laughs> Savvy move, bro. Right? You think that dude, how poor is that guy and how sad so is he right now? Wait a minute. So who took his place? Lance Bass. Lance Bass. Wow. Do you know what my favorite part about that was? And I remember this at the time. You know who the yeah. bass singer is in the band? Who? I said band again. Group. That's fine. You call them band. They're not a band. They're boy band. Lance Bass is the bass singer. He's the bass singer? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they had, you know, I think that I got Bye 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 as my favorite song, which is which yes. for, for the best most people, plus it has very mem- it has a very memorable dance. Yeah, it does. That if Bye 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 comes on, like, I would say that, well, I could do most of it, <laughs> which is just sad, but it was pervasive. It was I think pervasive if Bye 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 comes on, like, at a wedding, I think at least 30% of the people can do the chomping hand uh-huh. followed by the cowboy Yes. Thing. Yes. <laughs> I think at least thirty percent. <laughs> it's a given. It's a given. So they get props for working hard because I don't think I don't think in terms of like being talented dancers, they were not. Like Justin Timberlake and JC felt like they could dance, and the other three guys just worked their ass off to like kind of like get into close. You know, I, I yeah, no no argument for me on that. Um the the Next point I was going to make was that a song, an under, not an underrated song, but like they also had the thing about NSYNC. And I think the reason you thought that might be a complex discussion is because they have more what I would call indelible moment, like culture moments, like, like bye, 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 like the dance, for instance. Sure. Um, or like if I say to someone, if they ask me a question, who's going to do this? I can always say it's going to be May. <laughs> they're going to get it. <laughs> right. Or when May 1st comes and everybody posts a meme that says it's going to be May. Yeah, exactly. Which is always, which always makes me laugh. Did you have a, so I had an honorable, honorable mention song too. Uh, right, girlfriend. Girlfriend. Are you familiar with girlfriend? Gonna, you're going to have to sing it. <laughs> can I not? <laughs> Why don't no, you're you gonna be have to. my girlfriend. I'll treat you good. You know oh, you yeah, know okay. the way. And then there's a there's a Nelly remix. Uh 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 yes. uh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> good Nelly, by the way. There. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That was that was very nicely done. I um, uh, also have a worst hit for Insync. Oh God, there's a ton of worst hits. Uh, the worst one is God must have spent a little more time on you. Well, <laughs> That's the worst one. That's a. Is it? Wasn't that a? Wasn't that a country song first, or was it a country song second? first it was a country song first yeah got it got it and uh um, maybe not i might be totally wrong about that (laughs) (laughs) i think it was a i think it was a country song first and this was that was that weird period though where like there was no crossover there were just remakes right like a pop song would be popular and then there would be a country version of it for some reason or vice versa correct and we might get uh, that might show up on the list but uh Well, there we have it. Which brings us to what we would consider the the, the number one boy band of this the era. Perhaps Blue Ribbon. Of <laughs> this it's the Backstreet Boys. Absolutely. I mean, they're just terrific, and of course, they have the best, perhaps the best crafted pop song in the history of pop. I want it that way. Which yes, is that's the best pop song of all time. Yeah, and you hear and you hear I want it that way come back 
in various forms. And I think it's probably, if I went backward in time further, I would find I want it that way again somewhere back. Probably. But it is the absolutely best version of that particular pop song. But it comes back around and around. But that one's just terrific. Honorable mention, all I have to give. Yeah. Actually, it's very catchy. You know which one I like? I like The One. The One? Yeah. I was going to say the most underrated song is The Call. Uh, That's a pretty good one. But The One is just I Want It That Way But Faster. (laughs) 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 So, I I don't know. I, I like that one. I added a category for Backstreet because they're so they have so many songs, mm-hmm. um, and it was most ridiculous video, which is actually a pretty tight race. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I want to go with quit playing games with my heart Ugh. because I mean, it's raining early. in a warehouse and they're just like <laughs> drenched the whole time, <laughs> and then like AJ's wearing some like big huge bug eye sunglasses and he's uh-huh. got his jewelry on and he's sure. soaking wet. Yeah, it's it's not good. They had they had sort of issues in that aj's always had kind of issues in terms of like yeah, trying yeah. too hard he thought he was in a different group yes he thought he's a different group sort of a bad shout out to lou perlman who was a terrible person yeah um but he gave us these two bands and so, i feel like lou perlman not to you know throw shade on his name but i feel like there's like a better than zero chance that he was also funneling the not successful guys maybe into a sex trafficking career oh there's no question about it <laughs> okay i just want to make sure i wasn't the only one thinks this <laughs> yeah yeah he was <laughs> he was he was doing that with probably a lot of uh young men who had eyes on fame but well, uh, the, this singing thing didn't work it out for you but I, you I try some... any gay porn <laughs> <laughs> i have some people who might like to meet you <laughs> oh big shout out oh so Big shout out to the Plunge Podcast who <laughs> posted on our on our uh, on our feed their their boy band all in white um, <laughs> picture. So God bless God bless uh, the Plunge Podcast. I didn't um, see a difference between them and how the Backstreet Boys looked, and I want it that way. Uh, pretty good. Me. It was solid. That's solid. If we have uh, if we have video or audio of that Plunge Podcast, you need to uh, you need to get that over to us. Check them out there at Plunge Plunge Podcast on Twitter. At Plunge Podcast. (laughs) All right. Well, those were the big guns we fired off Wait, wait. Worst hit? Do you have a worst hit? Oh, there's lots of worst hits. Um, Mine is going to be controversial because people love this song, but it's everybody. Oh, no. That's that's the worst one. That's the worst hit. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. For sure. They had some sneaker ones come in on the, uh, um, you know, Shape of My Heart I like, Um, you know, they snuck a few in at the tail end of that first run, and now they're back. I mean, I heard they, a Backstreet Boys song on the radio yes, the other day. Like they've yeah. got a current hit. They're all like Brian must be fifty. <laughs> How old like are these guys? All these guys are like fifty. God bless them for keeping at it, though. I mean, they're uh, you know they enter- they're entertainers. They entertain. I mean, they could have taken the easy way out, but they've they sort of pulled together some other bands and toured together, and now they're. They're gonna catch another. They're gonna catch another hot streak here, as fifty-year-old guys. So, AJ <laughs> McLean it, is one year older than me. Howie is forty-six. Okay. Nick is thirty-seven. Brian Nick's, is Nick's only thirty-seven. Forty-three. He was always the young one. Yeah. Wow. And Kevin is forty-six. Well, there you go. 
Ah, I wish them well. I hope they I hope they get another good run at this this fame thing. It's more of a man band now. <laughs> it's an old man band. Exactly. I mean, I mean you're over forty five singing in a boy band. That is that's I mean props. Listen, I mean, I think that when you go back and you remember yourself as a teenager, how old forty five year old people were. Oh, the oldest. Holy shit. And the fact that, that they're doing this is like I like it. Good for them. Yeah. All right. Gives us hope. <laughs> no, not really, but no. uh, it gives me a chance to enjoy it again. So, um, all right, let's drop into the let's drop into the next tier, which is basically me just ricocheting around <laughs> YouTube, finding songs that I knew and thought, oh god, we got to talk about these guys. So, if you have if you have additional boy bands you'd like to say, hey, you missed out on this band. Throw them in there. Throw them their great. Throw me a greatest. Throw us a link to their greatest hit on YouTube, and we'll listen to it because I'm always down for, for some, uh, for some, for some singing, singing. Hey, as we discussed in our, our pre-show production meeting, uh, there's quite a few that come out of the woodwork when you really start digging in. <laughs> oh, seriously. All right, so I'm gonna go with the. Uh, I'm gonna go with the best of the rest here, and I'm gonna say it's 98 degrees. That's the best. You're, you're picking in the best of the rest. Kind of, we're into the best of the rest. I mean, this is the this is. I'm not. Maybe they're not the number one best. They're of definitely the rest. not the best of the rest. <laughs> but they had they had a handful of hits. Did they really? Because I really had a hard time finding a song I actually liked. <laughs> they only really wrote the greatest Christmas song in the history of mankind. Uh, we already played this gift as an outro around the Christmas time. <laughs> and what was their first hit? Their first hit was good. The only one I remember that I looked into it was Sunshine After yeah, the Rain. Because of you, yeah. <laughs> And Nick got to be married to Jessica Simpson for a while. Yeah, he did. I think it's interesting that that was Jeff Timmons's band. Then Nick just took it over. <laughs> well, he was the better looking of them all. It's true. You know, what, so, you know what I remember from 98 Degrees, mostly? What's that? That they must have named their band that because they were so hot from wearing all those turtlenecks. <laughs> <laughs> they did love a turtleneck. <laughs> they really did. So, like huge ones too, like big ass cable knit motherfuckers. <laughs> their head barely sticking out. <laughs> I actually oh. think the best uh, 98 degree song is Give Me Just One Night. Una noche. <laughs> that song is terrible. It is. That's the worst song. It's straight up. It's just, hey, uh, Ricky Martin's popular. How can we glom onto this right, right. now? None of us are Hispanic, no. even in the least. <laughs> una noche, though. It's got to be Una noche. <laughs> All right, I have a, I have a, I have a, uh, I perhaps, uh, have, or, I'm too fond of 98 Degrees. I think you are. It's pretty bad. It's so bad. Because I had I a pretty, like, solid thought about it, too. I don't know why, either. No, it's not, I don't, I think they were just so know. present in the pop culture universe. I don't know. Pretty much they you do know. anything for a dollar. I can, I can appreciate that from, from your entertainers. Um, how about the East Coast Family, BBD? Yeah. Really the, solid. The, the, the spin Classics. I mean, they like, did. They, they two classics out. and no other hits. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, yeah. But Poison is awesome. Poison is un, it's unbreakable. It is, it is, again, a song you could put on at the club, at the party, right now. and people At a wedding, at every, yeah. I mean, it works yeah. everywhere. It works Anytime everywhere. Anytime I hear any version of a, like, drumbeat, yeah. And then it's always disappointing if it's not Poison. Right. It's like, what is this bullshit? You just you stole like 90% of this beat and then made some bullshit song I don't want to listen to. What's the other hit? Do Me. 
Oh, that's right, Doomy. Well, you can't play that. At, you can't play that at the backyard. Uh, you that's the last that track thing. you play at the wedding <laughs> before everybody leaves. <laughs> For show. Sure. Yeah, that doesn't really work at the barbecue. <laughs> and then Mike Bivens decides to make a bunch of money off a bunch of little kids. But ABC, another yeah. bad creation. Uh, but Aisha is a great song. And that's kind of it, though, right? No, I think that's it. I don't think they had another hit. But Aisha's awesome. It it is awesome. It pops up every now and again on some weirdo, like, you know, if you're at the store or something. Like, it pops up in my head, like <laughs> randomly for no reason. I'm like, well, Aisha. No. Every time, every time they, do, every time they talk about <laughs> Steph Curry's wife, I sing Aisha. Yes, exactly. That's correct. I think that's part of the problem. Every single time. Yes. Every time, every time her name comes up, it's like for sure we're going. We're do you think he's song. cool enough to sing it at her, or no? Or do you think she like doesn't want to hear it? I don't care if she wants to hear it or not. <laughs> Sorry, your name's Aisha. You get the Aisha if if it, if someone says your name. Well, if we ever get a basketball team back and we happen to go to a Warriors game, or for some reason Aisha's there, you and I have to sing it as loud as we can. Oh, well, there's no question <laughs> During about a quiet it. moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So let's hop over to Menudo. So I... Super famous, but like, they had, and they I were, remember them from when I was a kid, but like, I don't remember any of their music. They had like, like one crossover hit. Okay. And it was called Hold Me. And I listened to it. And That's I the song myself, I know. And it's, and it's not particularly great, but they had an entire Spanish speaking world at their right. heels. Yes. It's, they and were the was, soccer of the eighties. They were so stinking famous. Like they couldn't like live their lives. They were. They were, but they were it. They were it for. I mean, they were on TV a lot. That's what I remember. And they did that little, that funny little dance with the the little robot sort of dance with the arms. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really explain it. You can look I'm it up. doing the dance <laughs> right now. All right. <laughs> but I I don't know. I can't. It's hard to. It's hard to explain. I, I you just need to see one Menudo performance and you'll know what the dance. The dance move is, but this is the thing about crossing over into the U.S. It's hard, especially yeah. you know, especially because even if there's a large population of Spanish-speaking people in America who probably listen to Menudo, if you can't get suburban teenagers to to glom on to your to your to your hit, then you've got nothing. Yeah, which is, I, which is the problem with the U.K. with the big U.K. acts. Right. Yeah, I was gonna say like it's not like you see Luis Fonzi with a bunch of follow-up hits. Right, exactly. Then you get like then you something like something like take that from the UK. Right, huge in the UK. In fact, when they broke up, they had to have like emergency lines for <laughs> the government had to put up like emergency lines <laughs> for support for like English teenage girls. We got one song from them, which was um, "I Want You Back for Good," okay, which yeah. was just like the which was like oh, yeah. their one thing, and then Robbie Williams get lands a couple of u.s hits and that's it for take that but in england if you were if you were an english teenager you know in the mid 90s yeah your whole life was about take that so that's the difference between an act like take that and one direction right one direction has the power of social media these days so i don't know how much of this changes because of social media but It'd be inter- it's an interesting thought exercise to think how much bigger or maybe not as big a band might be wow. via social media. 30 minutes already. Was that 30 minutes? That was 30 minutes. Boy, we could really... We're not even close. 
Well, into the overtime, we're going to continue to talk about boy bands. Just for a little bit. (laughs) Flip the cassette over. We're going to keep going. Take a break. Pause the... Get yourself a drink. And and then think to yourself, how did we talk about boy bands for 30 minutes? Uh, Like, no problem. (laughs) (laughs) I could have gone so much harder and deeper on most of these other groups. That sounds terrible. Uh, Yeah, I'd like to go hard and deep with all these boy bands. (laughs) Jeez. Jeez, Freud much? Just like, what's going? What's the, it's okay, man. You can tell me whatever you want to. I'm here for you, bro. Whatever. It's no, uh, it's no shirtless wine dancing, Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> to quote a, to quote a listener. Yeah. Who, he, he just remembered that sh- scene as shirtless. Yeah, he was not and shirtless. He, and he's and he's told me that so many times that I I had remembered it shirtless as well. I, for those of you who don't pay attention to our, you know, noxious tweets during the day. We're, we're just talking about a, a conversation regarding Swordfish, the movie with Hugh Jackman, and, and one of our friends remembering that the dancing coding scene was that he was shirtless, and he's not. He's not. But, you know, but, he is shirtless but, a lot in other places. Yeah. Like I said, it's just, it just, it, it was the, it was the, it was the misremembrance that became the truth for me as well as him. Sure. It's funny. All right. We'll, all right. we'll call that our commercial break. We can get yeah. back to the boy banding. Right. But back, All right. So here, I want to jump, um, I want to take a cr- I want to at least throw some shade at maybe the worst boy band in the history of, of boy banding, and that's LFO. Because <laughs> you know some what it stands girls, for? Because I, I don't give a crap. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what it stands for, but Summer Girls is the worst song that's ever been produced, and if I find the person who produced the song, I would, I would punch them. It's that bad. It's pretty bad. But it, was, it, was, it got played hard. A lot. Yeah. It, and then they had one other song, right? Like, uh, Girl on TV. Oh, Jesus. Do you remember that one? Yes. Oh, what a terrible band. Terrible. What I want you people, listeners, to do is I want you to Google a man. His name is Devin Lima. D-E-V-I-N. <laughs> <laughs> and explain to me why he is a vampire. That's all. I just want I want an explanation. I want you to look at him and figure out what's going on with his teeth and his hair choices. I'm not trying to salt on people's looks, but this one's fucked up. <laughs> so LFO stands for light, funky ones. Oh, Lord. And the light is spelled with a Y. Oh, Jesus. So it just gets worse. That's, that's the... Oh, Lord. <laughs> Summer Girls. It's oh. Bad. Chinese food makes me sick. <laughs> that song makes me sick. <laughs> but other, the other thing I wanted to go into to touch on as we bebop through this this bucket of sludge that I sort of was traipsing through finding songs yeah. was Dr- Drew Hill. Yeah. So it's, we have Cisco. Yeah. Should have been in our spinoff list. <laughs> Should have been in our spinoff list. However, the thing about Drew Hill, I mostly generic for me. Yeah, but my favorite, my favorite, they had four albums. Yeah. Their four albums are Enter the Drew. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Drew World Order. Yeah. And then their third album is the greatest hits record. <laughs> <laughs> How is your third album a greatest hits record, first of all? Didn't the Backstreet Boys do a similar thing? I have no idea, but your third album could not be. And then the last, the last Drew Hill record is In Drew Pendant's Day. Oh, I didn't even know that one existed. <laughs> Ooh. So but the thong song is vital. Yeah, but that's Cisco. That's not Drew Hill. I know, but it's Cisco. 
But what's Drew the Hill, big Drew okay, Hill? So bit? Drew Hill starts it starts and ends with "How Deep Is Your Love," which is okay. a song from the Rush Hour Two soundtrack. All right, and is a incredible song. But that's it. <laughs> and why it's, is Cisco dressed up as a cowboy all the time? I don't. He's like a. It's sort of a, <laughs> a, 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 a like a Shaolin cowboy thing he's doing. <laughs> oh, God bless him. He's a. Uh, He's he's uh he's given us he's given us um you know a vital he a was vital really feeling it, right like he really was suffering for the art in his videos <laughs> yes he he stole Kumol D's wraparound sunglasses and just worked them what do you think worked Cisco's them, doing working like hell I think they're probably working I bet Drew Hills what do you touring. think Cisco's on like the state fair tour oh yeah for sure yeah state fair Indian reservations kind of a deal. Yeah, entertaining people in the back in the backwaters. That's no way to live, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> he spent all his money, got to make some more. Um, all right. Speaking of other things that made me laugh, I had to bring Color Me Bad into this. Of course you did. Don't underrate oh. Color Me Bad. <laughs> they want to sex you up. They're and the best part about that is they're pretty ugly. They yeah. There's the guy who looks like George Michael. Right. Sort of the, then, he was the, I feel like he is the inspiration for the David Silver character right, in 90210. Right. And then there's Kenny G, tall Kenny yes. G. Yeah. And then Poor man's have, Kenny G. <laughs> and then, Color Me Bad with two Ds. Right. Bad, 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 bad. By the way, by the way, band naming in the boy band era is particularly rough. It's pretty bad. <laughs> it's so bad. Bad, bad. And uh, who we got? We've got... Um, we got the the guy who looks like uh, the informer. Yes. <laughs> the guy who looks like Snow. Yes. <laughs> and uh, and the black guy. Yeah, the black guy. Yeah. That's a bad. That's a that's a bad band. <laughs> oh God. It's not good. I adore me and more is not a good song. <laughs> but but the uh, but they just had they fell into like a weird place where they were where like. You look back at what they were wearing, and it's really rough. There's a but lot everybody of, looked like a, this in 1992. Yeah, I guess even, you know... Come one, on, how many stonewashed jackets did you own? <laughs> one awesome one. <laughs> okay, so it's not just me. They made a cameo appearance in an episode of Beverly Hills 90210, season two, episode 26. <laughs> I just wanted to... It wasn't just me. I wasn't imagining that. There was, you know, there was some like synergy. A, they were trying to they were trying to pull something together. They were famous enough. They had hits. Sure. But man, that's a that's a that's a rough time in the in the world of pop. So speaking of that period of time. Yeah. Jodeci. Jodeci. And this so, is where hold on. So this is where I struggled because we talked about like Boys to Men and that made sense to me, but then when we get into Jodeci and we start talking about groups like I don't know, what else, uh I just had it on the tip of my tongue. Um Jodeci and um, Shy, and what were other groups? Uh, like the, really, like to the R and B edge of the edge of the world. Yeah, like so we just talked, or we haven't talked about One Twelve. I think that was on your list. But yeah, like, One Twelve. Those don't really strike me as boy bands in the same way. They sort of a throw to Motown kind of a thing. Maybe, yeah, or maybe I just think of boy bands as white people. <laughs> well, that's. Right, that's a that's that might be a that might be a bias. I think it's just that it's just it, it seems like they're doing. There's a lot of sort of take something that works, you know, from the R and B space, sort of 
sanitize it and spit it back out sung by five white kids and you have sort of the traditional idea of a boy band and I, I'm not trying to be biased but it's it's definitely an aspect of what happens here I didn't listen to a lot of the R&B style boy band singers I mean it just wasn't something that again it didn't cross into into what I might consider mainstream pop but we got a, we got quite a bit of it I mean I mean it showed up I mean, it wasn't the Backstreet Boys or NSYNC. I mean, if you, <laughs> but, but you know, it, it, who were dominating at the time. But there were there were certainly a lot of bands. I mean, I I splashed through a lot of, a lot of bands that I was like, I kind of remember this song, and then just kind of went past it. There was a there's a lot of one hit wonders in that in yeah. that uh, in that they were they were churning through them. A lot of these one hits though are kind of indelible. Like, I mean, "Color Me Bad" is not good, but "All for Love" is a kind of a good song. And if you, it's a little bit of a bop, and if you put it on, I'm not going to be upset. Like, <laughs> oh, girl, I think I love you. I'm always thinking of you. I want you to know I'll do it all, all for love. love. Yeah. See, yeah. See, I mean that we all we all know that song. Exactly. But there's a lot of other songs like that. That again, there were bands I think that were probably together for like 25 minutes. That yeah. they cranked out a hit with, and they were immediately just gone. But back to Jodeci, that song doesn't really have a lot in common with Come and Talk to Me. And no. Come and Talk to Me is kind of an all-timer. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then of course, there's the famous Casey and JoJo, All My Life. Oh. Which, was oh. A, which is a great song. Yeah. Just turn it on right now, will you? <laughs> <laughs> Funny story about uh, All My Life by Casey and JoJo, which will absolutely come out on the Twitter. When uh, after we air this uh, after we air this particular pod. Wait, so you're not going to share with us now? No, you'll you'll learn about it later. All right. <laughs> well, so I think we're running out of steam here. Anything else you really wanted to touch on? I know you had some stuff about boy bands with instruments. I you know, shout out to Hanson. I think Hanson. <laughs> shout out to Hanson. You know, I'm just saying there was a, there's a whole there's a whole. There's a whole thing, you know. They're they're talented kids. They all they all sang. They all sang. They all just happened to play. See, the thing is, they all sang together, even though they all played instruments. They, they were have, a band. They were a band. They're talented. They just played weird music. Yeah, I know. I think you handsomely made your list because of uh, the the recent World Cup success of Kelly and Mbappe. Mbappe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of umbop jokes that going on during the World Cup. No doubt. Uh, so a couple more you put on the list here. We talked about 112 momentarily. Um, I think 112 had one great record and kind of a lot of other garbage. Well, they had like one hit. No, they were, I, so when I think of 112, I think of the Only You song featuring mm-hmm. Notorious B.I.G. Yeah. Um, and then I think of Peaches and Cream and then Dance With Me. Hmm. And those latter two songs are more like club songs, so it probably didn't touch you. But that was about the time where I was like DJing parties. Uh, and this those, is were, where, those were staples. Yeah, this is where Bad Boy Records was trying to push push they put a lot of money into trying to push a boy band yeah it was like right after well yeah i mean wasn't what was the there was a whole reality making show the band. about it right yeah making the band dylan <laughs> dylan 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 they they worked hard to try to make something happen so top um, five mcs of all time Dylon. yeah and then uh i don't know that's uh boy we really well you we put really the wanted on here it. I did put the water, which on I feel there. like you only put that in there for me because you know how much I like. Glad you came. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did that for you. And then you also had O Town, which to, next to which I wrote Nah. Nah. What was the other? What was the? There was a parody. What was the MTV parody band? Together. 
together. <laughs> together. I would argue that the to get the fake together record is better, better than, than anything O Town ever put out. <laughs> o Town was just they were making the band. They were a reality show band. Yeah. They were making the band band. And uh yeah, the together the together <laughs> record is better. <laughs> you also wrote you also put on the list Dream Street, which I can't say I had remembered, but when I went and looked it up, I did remember it. And it was, yes, that's like the epitome of weird boy band shit. Yeah, that those was, are like seventh graders. Yes, they are. They are. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny because Jesse McCartney's in that. Uh, and Jesse McCartney's had a career. What was that song? Which one? There was a it Jesse. Happened. What was the Jesse oh, McCartney the Jesse, hit? Oh, he had he had two or three hits. Oh, Beautiful Soul is what it beautiful is. Beautiful Soul. Yeah. Jesse McCartney uh, does uh, cartoon voiceovers now, too. He's like, uh, he's Robin in, like, the Teen Titans. Yeah, he's kicking not, ass. Not the, not, the, not the cartoon network, the good Titans one. The good Teen Titans. Uh, the good Teen Titans uh, cartoon. All right, well, a couple of key individual one-hit wonders that I wanted to touch on before we wrap this up, which was five, spelled with a five instead of the F. I don't really understand how that works. I don't know. That's an phonetically, S. phonetically, that doesn't work. Yeah, isn't, like, so is it sive? It's What's five ive. <laughs> five ive. Five ive. There was a song called When the Lights Go Out, which uh, I didn't remember until I looked it up. But as soon as I looked it up, I was like, oh, I remember this a lot. <laughs> um, and then a band that I couldn't remember the name of for the longest time, but this song stuck with me forever, which was called Faded by Soul Decision. Soul Decision. Is there a weirder band name than Soul Decision? Um, Soul Asylum. <laughs> that makes sense to me. Like that's where <laughs> souls go. Soul Decision. Yeah. Well, Isn't that? Oh, uh, never mind. Now I understand. Soul Decision is a Canadian band. Oh, that makes sense. That explains now. so much. <laughs> <laughs> there are Canadians who listen to our show, Ty. Come that's on. That's right. And they're probably going to educate us on Soul Decision when we yeah. hang up. <laughs> I'd like to hear. Uh, okay, well, I think we've I think we've wrapped this. I think we've now we've we've we're into the beating the uh, beating the dead horse uh, air, part of our uh, part of our show. But thank you so much, everybody, for for indulging our 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 Absolutely. boy band uh, our boy band fascination. It's been terrific. It always is. You know, I appreciate people jumping in on the the spinoff topic and giving us this idea. It's always fun to get crowdsourced topics for the show. It makes it a lot easier to produce. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, 50 so, uh, minutes huh that was supposed to be yeah. a 30 minute conversation that went 50 yeah. so i guess we better well, cut it loose i tell you what people go crank out your favorite uh boy band songs uh youtube's full of them enjoy relive some of your youth i'm gonna make a spotify playlist for, for folks and i'll post it on the account at some point uh not probably not next week because i'm gonna be out of town but uh this sometime in the next coming weeks what? i'll get a pl- playlist of some of these tracks posted for you and you can deep dive back into the days of the boy band experience just like we did all right well i guess that's it for us tonight and uh, we thank you as we always do each and every week for listening to the two on three pod um hit us up on twitter like chris said at two on three pod and uh we will uh, what do we got going on next week any plans no no plans yet. No plans all right but it's well, uh but you know you never know you never know what's going to happen in episode 37 you never know. We look forward to your feedback on this one. Uh, we love your great ideas and your interactions. So thanks again, everybody, for listening to the show. And uh, we'll be back next week with more shenanigans. And until then, peace.